Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to a special edition of the Duplass Wrestling Podcast. And let me tell you, you know, to you, the wonderful listeners out there, and your loved ones, I wish you nothing but happiness and safety. Hopefully everyone is all right out there. Uh, this is a special edition of the Duplass Wrestling Podcast. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to start backwards here. Next week, I'll be reviewing SummerSlam weekend. And I have a, a really cool conversation with one of the top graphic designers for uh, pro wrestlers today. Really, really interesting conversation there. But that's next week. This week, I have completely cleared the slate. I decided you know something. There's someone out there who a lot has been said about, but we really haven't heard much from them directly, at least not without a bunch of spin. So I decided, hey, let me get to the heart of this. Let me find out who this guy is, what he's all about, because, you know, I know pro wrestlers and even referees that will say, you know, this person has been a mentor to me and, and really has helped me out more than anybody and that's in complete contrast it's it's the opposite of what these wrestling websites have said about this person so it it leads me to believe that you know there's there's a lot of truth that's worth seeking out and rather than assume rather than let it just float out there I say hey this Duke loves wrestling and I respect my listeners enough to get to the heart of what's really going on out there so you can make informed decisions about not only how you feel about this person, but whether or not you're going to support whatever they have going on uh, today and, and in the future. You know, So the person I'm speaking about is former WWE referee and current candidate for state office in, in Florida. We're talking about Drake Wirtz. Now, a couple of things before I get into this conversation. It's very important. First and foremost, this is not a rebuke of Drake in any way, nor is it an endorsement of Drake in any way. Legitimately, this is just me turning on the mic and saying, hey, this is what people are saying about you. What's the real story from your perspective? You know, just giving the guy an opportunity to tell his truth, so to speak. There are a couple of things that are mentioned during the conversation that I know some of the humanoids out there, they'll probably take it and try to twist it around or what have you. So let me be clear on a couple of points and then we'll get on with the with the action here. Number one, I'm fully vaccinated. Okay. And I believe in the vaccines. That was a personal decision that I made, you know, for the the health and safety, not only of myself, but my family. And really for everyone else around me, I wanted to make sure that I was doing all that I can to keep everybody safe. That's my belief. That's what I decided to do. And that's what I stick by. If you're somebody who, for one reason or another, does not believe in the vaccine, you know, that's your business. But my business is I, I'm with it and I'm actively participating in it. So that's number one. Number two. My entire voting life, I have been a registered undeclared voter, meaning I don't belong to any political party. Okay. 
I got to be honest with you, folks, years of working in, in government on the state and municipal level, working on federal initiatives and what have you, I've been in the room for a lot of interesting discussions. And it's taught me that the whole political party mumbo jumbo, uh, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors there. So I don't I don't really subscribe personally to any political party. I pay attention to everything and I vote the issues. It's just who I am and how I've always been. Right. Which brings me to another point from a general standpoint. I'm not a, a club, a gang, a group kind of guy. What I mean by that is I've never belonged to a fraternity. I've never belonged to a religion never belonged to a political party. I don't belong to organizations. I think the only thing that comes close is like the, the National Honor Society, which is an academic honor. Um, I'm just not that kind of person. It's just not me. I don't just march to the beat of my own drum. There's a whole orchestra playing. And that's what I pay attention to. And that's the direction that I go in. I, I've never been a fan of an organized structure in which you have to follow other people who are making decisions on behalf of everybody else, because ultimately they have their own personal reasons why they're doing certain things. And these are hidden agendas more often than not. And those hidden agendas more often than not conflict with my path in life and what I feel is right. So that's why I'm such an independent spirit. And, you know, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. You listen to the show you follow me on social media, you'll notice that I'm not really concerned about who likes it and who doesn't like it. I just, I do what I feel is right. I do what I know is right. And that's the end of it. So when you hear Drake talk about something like Black Lives Matter, the ideology of Black Lives Matter is something that I've been living my entire life. I'm a black man. I, I, I have dedicated my entire life to improving upon the conditions that black and brown folk face, not only here in America, but around the world. And a lot of my life's work is, is really wrapped up into that concept. So without a doubt, black lives matter. But there's a difference between the ideology and then the organization Black Lives Matter Incorporated. I don't belong to that group. I never will belong to that group. I'm not clear on what their real motivations are. I'm not even clear of how organized they are. And that's this, you know, I say that as somebody who pays pretty close attention to what's going on and somebody who's collaborated with a lot of people who are affiliated with that group. Nonetheless, it's not for me. I'm not a group guy. I'm not a fraternity guy. I'm not an organization guy. I will work on an issue the way that I work on an issue, assist who I feel is really about this thing. And that's the way it is. So that's my position on those key points. In each of those key points, you're going to hear them in this conversation. And Drake does not hold back on how he feels and what he represents. But I want to make something clear. And I think that there are a lot of you out there you have your own concept of what media should be, and that's good for you. But the way I do things, I bring somebody on this show, I'm going to give them enough room to express who they are and what the real story is from their perspective. 
And it's really not my job to tell you how to feel about it. Right. I want to give you the information and then you make up your mind of how you feel about it. So keep that in mind. I'm not drawing any conclusions for you here. I'm just making sure that in one place, it's clear, it's concise, you can't miss it, you can't say that you didn't know it. This guy opens up in a way that I've never heard him open up anywhere else. Okay? So, I did what I could to shed as much light as possible from his perspective. Because again, when you look at these websites, when you hear some of these other shows, a lot of people are making up... They're trying to make up your mind about who this person is and what they're about. And quite frankly, I don't know about that. That's just never been my bag. Good, bad, or indifferent. I feel like we need a 360 degree view of everything. Give me the facts and let me make up my mind. Don't tell me what to believe. Don't tell me how to feel. Don't tell me how to interpret. Give me the facts. Let me make up my mind. So that's what we're doing for you today. And with that said, here is my conversation with former WWE referee and current candidate running for office out in Florida there, Drake Wirtz. Hey, folks, how are you? My name is Drake Wirtz. I've been in the professional wrestling industry for 20 years. I'm a former king of the death matches, best of the best winner, tournament of death winner. And a WWE referee for seven years. However, I am currently a candidate for the Office of State Representative in District 30 in Central Florida. Uh, and I am here on Duke Loves Wrestling to set the record straight. Well, Drake, first and foremost, congratulations on your, your candidacy. I mean, that's that's pretty exciting there. What if if you were to compare government, you know, politics to, to pro wrestling? What are the main similarities and what are the main differences there? They're very, very similar uh, in that regard. Both in both engagements, you're you're interacting with people. You're getting to know people. You're selling a product, whether that product is your presentation in the ring, uh, the story that you're telling in the ring, or the policy that you're trying to push. You want to get to know what people need from you. When you're out in front of the crowd, wrestling, performing in the ring, you might have a plan to do something in particular, but that crowd's not buying that. So then you have to change course on your feet and, and, and think, you know, think on the fly and kind of then tailor your presentation or your match to what that crowd is buying. Same thing with the uh, politics and civic engagements. You might have the, the plan to go in like a bull in a China shop, you know, wrecking shop with, with certain policies, but there might be constituents in your area that are more focused on tax breaks or economic freedom or what kind of dollars and appropriations that you're going to be able to fight for them to get. So, you know, in, in either aspect, you certainly don't want to sell yourself short on your morals and your convictions, but there are certain situations where you have to tailor your presentation or tailor your speech to the crowd that you, that you're working in front of. We talk about civic engagement. I mean, anyone who listens to you talk about, what's going on down there in Florida and, and, and some of the, the issues that you're most passionate about. It's clear that you didn't just wake up one day with this stuff. So, so where does this come from? This, this whole uh, passion for being involved in, in civic engagement and politics, which ultimately has caused you to run for office. 
like a lot of young, you know, I'm 30, I'm about to be 37 year, years old. Like a lot of people in my generation, I didn't really get involved or feel engaged until, you know, 2015 when Trump announced that he was running and then 2016 when he won the election because, you know, he, he truly seemed like an outsider. He wasn't an establishment politician. Well, yes, he was a wealthy man, but he told it like it was there, especially in those early on in those Republican primary debates. I mean, he would just, he would just, <laughs> he would put it all out there. Uh, you know, wasn't afraid to talk some smack and just kind of, he would say what the common American was thinking, you know, especially in regards to, to border policy and, you know, America first kind of, kind of policies. And so when Trump won that, kind of lit a fire in a lot of young Americans and it woke people up, I think. Uh, fast forward, I, I didn't get involved in a on the local level really until, uh, until 2018, 2019, when another former professional wrestler, Matt Morgan, happened to live in the same town that I lived in, Longwood, Florida, a small, uh, small suburb of Orlando. And I saw a sign that said, Matt Morgan for city commissioner. And I was like, is that is that the blueprint, Matt Morgan? Like the Matt Morgan? Like, there's no way this town only has like 14,000 people. I was like, there's no way that he lives here and he's running for a city commission seat. Uh, sure enough, I, I, re I reached out online and it was him. Uh, you know, we obviously have a pro wrestling background, different eras, different paths. Had never had never met. Um, and then I you know, went and met him, had had breakfast and then, um, you know, just saw how important it was actually to get involved on a local level. Well, yes, whoever is in federal office, that's important. It's important who the president is. It's important who your U.S. senator and your U.S. congressman or congresswoman is. It's more so important who who is representing you at the state level, at the county level, uh, and even at the city level, uh, your school boards. You know, those those are those are the positions that really affect your everyday life. And as a father of three young children, um, you know, I'm invested in this community. This is where I'm raising my family here in Central Florida, Seminole County, to be exact. You know, we love this area and we want to make sure that the values that this area stands for are preserved. Um, and so that's kind of what led me to, to really get involved. And then during the, you know, the, the pandemic nonsense that happened in 2020, and that's still still going on 500 plus days later, as they say, 15 days to slow the spread. Uh, we saw, you know, really how important it was to to get involved, to rise up, um, you know, whether it was mask mandates or, or businesses shutting down or them trying to say that you that you couldn't go and worship at church and, and exercise your First Amendment. Right. So that's when it really came full blown. It's like, OK, it, cutesy time is over. It's time to roll up our sleeves. It's time to get in the dance. It's time to shake things up a little bit and, and fight for this land that we've been given. You know, one of the things that I find really interesting is that. People in the wrestling industry or who come from the wrestling industry that are established tend to lean far closer to the Republican Party um, than, say, your average indie kid. You know, and it's 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 really interesting because it's almost like something changes as a person gets more established, gains a little bit more money and what, what have you. Maybe they're paying more taxes. Uh, you name it. What is it from your your perspective? What is it about the Republican Party that's so attractive to established people from the wrestling world? Yeah. And, you know, like what you and I were speaking about offline, offline before we started recording, you know, there is going to be some evil and some bad in either party. I mean, it's it's almost as if you're always going to go for the lesser of two evils, whatever worldview you have um, in that aspect. 
as far as the Republican Party, I think those that are in the wrestling business and and like you said, when they start to accumulate a little bit of wealth and they start to see what their how their bottom line is affected as far as economic policy, and then more so, I think it goes to whatever their spirituality is. You know, if they're raised with a Judeo Christian worldview, you know, the Republican Party is is, is supposed to be you know the party that stands for the sanctity of life, uh, stands for limited government, you know, for 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 freedom and for liberty. Um, and that really showed face, like I said, in the, in the, the came to the forefront in 2020, but I think if they've just raised with conservative values and they see the responsibility that comes with that, you know, they don't, they don't want any kind of headway to get, to get gained with a socialist, you know, a liberal type policymaker, you know, they wanted, they want to pay, pay low taxes. They want, you know, they don't want policies to be enacted that's going to affect their bottom line and that's going to affect the most vulnerable i.e you know the unborn child those that are in our community you know i don't think a lot of people even realize that so they they almost feel like they're being blindsided or, or taken off guard when finally someone currently in wrestling or who used to be in wrestling expresses a political view something that they hadn't done maybe previously it's like oh my god i didn't know that this person uh, is a Trump supporter. Oh, and it's like, well, you probably weren't paying attention. I mean, this person has been a conservative <laughs> or been leaning in that direction uh, for a long time. But, right, you know, is it is it discouraged to not talk politics and wrestling? Is that is that something that or at least previously ha has that been encouraged to just kind of leave that alone? Or, or is it is has it always been open and people can kind of make up that decision on their own? whatever beliefs or values that we have, we, we leave those at the door. And when we come into, come into work, you know, we do business. That's historically how it's always been. I, and as far as conservative leadership, I think also, you know, a lot of the reasons some, some old school guys kind of lean towards that way. It, it was evidence, you know, throughout this whole, this whole year and a half, when you have, you know, Republican leadership, such as in my home state of Florida, where our economy boomed, uh, you know, schools were open, uh, no kind of extended lockdowns or shutdowns. You know, the governor fought for for individual liberty and for medical freedom still continues to to this day as we're recording. And then you saw the leadership in California, you know, under Gavin Newsom, where he imposed fines on pastors that kept their churches open and closed down small businesses and, and made it nearly impossible for mom and pop restaurants to be able to, to open up and, you know, was forcing them to build inside restaurants outside and they had to have X amount of occupants and just made it literally impossible for them to kind of to flip any kind of profit. Meanwhile, you know, your pot dispensaries were wide open in California. Casinos were wide open. Abortion clinics were wide open. So it, it's just it. the contrast is it's so night and day as far as what the leadership is involved. Uh, and so, you know, I think that's another reason why why they lean towards the right. As far as politics and, and wrestling, you know, historically, we never really, never really talked about it. Um, I think you, you always find, you'll find who your kind of conservative, you know, comrades are in the locker room. It was pretty apparent last year because it was the guys that weren't wearing masks. <laughs> so we would kind of congregate around each other while, you know, the double and triple mask, mask liberals would, would kind of be socially distant from each other. <laughs> so if you, if you, if you're a left-leaning liberal in pro wrestling, you're totally okay to just post whatever you want you know, endorse Bernie Sanders, you know, promote BLM Incorporated Marxism, you know, talking about abortion being women's rights and women's health care, 
and and all this other you know kind of worldly agenda but if you're a conservative if you if you just like one of donald trump's tweets don't even say anything if you just hit that heart button on twitter and you like one of his tweets you are vilified and uh, it's funny you, you know some people kind of get ca caught off guard i remember there was this article that came out last year and it talked about uh, people in the professional wrestling industry that donated to uh to political parties and they had this report out because all that's you know if you look at the finance reports all that's public um and it said all the, the Trump supporters were Undertaker, Chris Jericho, Drake Wirtz. I was like, wow, they just put me in that tier of category. <laughs> it's like one of these things is not like the other. I think those guys are way bigger heavy hitter, heavy hitters than I. I'm sure they, they donated quite a bit more than I did. Uh, but I just found that interesting that you know people actually take the time to to see who is donating to what party. Well, yeah, and again, I mean it it, it really makes you wonder because politics has always been there i mean jesus when when hulk hogan was telling us to to say our prayers and 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 um you know eat our vitamins like and, and all that good yep. stuff there uh real american what was that are, are you really telling me that that wasn't a a right-leaning <clears throat> message i mean if if we had that today right. where someone was was taking the same exact talking points in, in the in the promos and the same exact message what would you mm -hmm. consider that you know what I mean? So they, where they right. wrap themselves up in the flag and, and what have you. So it's again, it's it's always been there. And it's yeah, patriotic. Yeah. It's pa it's patriotic. And, and I think that for Vince McMahon in particular, who, who owns the, the WWE, um, the, there's clearly his political views bleed into that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and a lot of these characters, I think, are are who he would like to be in life in some way, shape, or fashion. His wife ran as a Republican. She she worked in the Trump administration. You know what I mean? She was a decision maker. Yeah. She was a department head. So she still, she still works in there. the American First Yeah, she still works in the American First Policy Institute. So there you go. So she's still mm -hmm. she's still with um Trump and 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 helping out with his organization, what have you there. So I gotta ask you, with all of that said. Do you feel that your political leanings had anything to do with you not being with the WWE anymore? Or, or was this just a natural split because you're going to be running for office anyway? I, yeah, a little bit of both. Uh, I, it's definitely a natural split for the past seven months prior to me actually leaving. My heart wasn't in it at all. And, you know, I, I'm a man of faith and I was just praying, praying to God, like, God, I'd I'm really just going here for a paycheck. Like, if I'm not supposed to be here, just please just close this door. And just all these signs just became apparent. I, I don't think it was necessarily the political aspect. Uh, I think it was more so whenever they were just pushing the, the mask mandates and then they started promoting the vaccines. And then during the, the scandemic, when they, you know, they told us that we couldn't, uh, I get in trouble for going to church. You know what I mean? For simply just going to church. Um, First Amendment right, you know, religious liberty, you know, stuff like that. And, and I just think, you know, there's such hypocrisy going on. You know, if you're you get people that I worked with and they have every right to do this. I may not agree, but it's totally OK. You know, during 2020, there were people at, in my in the locker room that raised money to bail out you know, Antifa and BLM incorporated rioters that, that burned down cities and, and damaged small businesses. Um, but, but Jackson Riker, who 
who put out a tweet that, you know, expressing his support for President Trump during that whole time, he was vilified and then quote unquote canceled and was off TV for several months. Uh, he's a man who's, who's a Marine who's fought for our country, you know, fought for our freedoms for us to be able to make a living in WWE. And, you know, he was just vilified like that. It's just it's such a double standard and, and hypocrisy going on. Um, you know, I, there were people that complained about me not wearing a mask outside of work, like in my normal everyday life while I'm out being a civilian, um, you know, just using so, all sorts of fuel to the fire. Um, so I, I, I just think it was a natural split. I mean, my time had come up there. Um, they'd gone, you know, super woke and as far as what they what they were promoting. And, uh, you know, it was it was time for me to part ways. Um, you know, they're pushing the vaccine heavy, really, really heavy. They said we either had to show proof of vaccination or continue wearing a mask. And uh, this is even after, you know, all, all the local mandates have been lifted in Florida. I know they're a private business, uh, but I just thought it was wrong. Absolutely wrong. So I took a stand. And I said, no, neither. Absolutely not. You know, you said something earlier that I thought was really interesting because mm -hmm. I don't I don't hear it phrased this way too often. So I want to I want to go back to this. You said the the Marxist uh, liberal organization Black Lives Matter Inc. So you mm -hmm. were, you were very specific about who you're talking about. So let me table mm -hmm. that for a second. I'm going to go back to that. But let me table that for a second because we have an organization that's incorporated, and then we have an ideology, mm -hmm. right? So you have people who belong to an organization. They have a membership card, what have you. They work for an organization. And then you have people who just feel this way. And I think a lot of times we conflate the two when the two may not necessarily be as related as, as a lot of folks assume. So let me ask mm -hmm. you directly, to you personally, do Black Lives Matter? Absolutely. Every single Black Life matters. Absolutely. So you, you essentially subscribe to the ideology. Now let's that, go to yes. the organization. Let's that go to the organization. Yes. What's 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 the issue here with the organization? Because you, you you definitely didn't mince words with, with what you said about them. What, what are your thoughts on the organization, the incorporated? Right. Well, it's they're they're admitted trained Marxists. Uh, not all the millions of dollars that were donated to them. They didn't go to to help <clears throat> recruit the black owned businesses that were damaged or, you know, to the families of David Dorn, the black police officers that were murdered the black children that were murdered it, when you donated to blm incorporated it went through act blue it says to pack for the democrat party and you know they their hypocrisy and their double standard is, is very apparent as well um they have close ties and associations with planned parenthood which strategically uh murders baby you know hundreds of thousands of babies each and every single year uh so you know to them not every single black life matters um and it's just it, it gets people emotionally invested. And it was apparent on their website as well. I mean, one of their main, main core tenets was, you know, to, to destroy the Western prescribed nuclear family. You know, uh, it's just their goals were not in a, of a loving matter. That is for sure. Again, you, you're making a strong distinction between the ideology and the organization. And I think mm -hmm. that more discussion about that. I think people need to be more clear about that because unfortunately, when you conflate the two, um, 
there becomes a lot of confusion. Listen, what, one of the things that's been said about you, Drake, mm-hmm. is that you're potentially a racist. <laughs> wow. So, so I'll ask you directly, are you a racist? Absolutely not. And Where anybody that, that fo- comes from? anybody that focuses on on skin color rather than work ethic or content of character, they're their actual real racist. So, so where do you think that narrative comes from? I mean, why why has that been kind of floating around and and people try to hang that on you? Yeah, you know, that's what that's what the left tries to label every conservative, every every Trump supporter, anybody that's a member of the Republican Party. You know, especially you know a lot of my my. Black conservative friends, they get it worse than anybody. It is the the words that are tossed out at them and the insults that are tossed out at them are absolutely awful. Absolutely awful. And it's it's evil the way it's spoken about. So it's just a narrative that gets tossed out by the left. If you're a Trump supporter or if you're if you're a conservative, um, you know, they like to gaslight people up in that regard. So. No, it's it's absolutely fake and it's false. You can just I don't even need to explain myself. You can see by my track record. Nobody has ever accused me of that in my 20 years of wrestling. I went out of my way to help each and every single person that I came in contact with, uh, especially when I was in a position of, uh, you know, of, of booking extra talent or helping people get hired at WWE, whether they're referees, wrestlers, or talent, whatever it may be. And there have been plenty of people that have came out and supported me on that and said, no, absolutely, he's not racist. And it's my friends that are liberals, too. They've come out and said, oh, my gosh, it's absolutely, absolutely fake news is what it is. It's fake news. You're running for office, state mm-hmm. office down there. And, and, you know, the election is coming up. You got your primary in the final in, in 2022. Yes, what sir. can voters expect if, if, if they elect you? They send you to the state legislature. What can they expect from you? We, number one, I'm going to make sure that we protect and expand school choice here in Florida. Um, our, our governor's done a great job of establishing grants and scholarships for, for children, but still the, the teachers unions and the school boards, they've, they've showed their corruption and they've showed how they've, they've politicized the public school system in a great way. And so you know, we need to stop funding the systems and start funding the students. And uh, that needs to be expanded. Um, I want to I want to file legislation to have tougher penalties on those that traffic children, those that abuse children, uh, whether it's sexually or physically. They need to be held accountable. If they ruin a child, if they damage a child's innocence, they need to spend the rest of their life locked up behind bars. So I'm going to fight for tougher legislation on on that regard. Obviously, I'm going to stand up for lower for lower taxes and and get appropriations of dollars to the businesses in, in District 30 that I would be representing. And then as a man of God and a Christian, I'm going to file legislation to abolish abortion in Florida. Abortion, uh, abortion is an evil wickedness that has truly damaged our state. We are third in the nation, not only for human trafficking, but we are third in the nation for abortions as well. Uh, in 2020, 74,485 babies were murdered. Uh, 24,000 people tragically died of covid um, but you could just see the the contrast there. Um, it is. Ju- I just got the numbers for last month of July. You know, over near over six thousand six hundred forty nine babies were murdered in July. Just in July, that's more than an entire state will 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 do in a whole year. And I think as as Rep- Republicans have traditionally, they've been pretty weak on this issue in Florida. They've tried to find compromise and find common ground and. 
you know, I think it's at the point now where we cannot, we can no longer find common ground with, with the left when it comes to social issues like that. Um, they, they believe that it's okay to kill a child up to birth and after birth. They believe in infanticide. Why, why would we want to find common ground with something like that? So, uh, and I'm just going to be, I'm going to represent the working class individual. You know, I'm a part of the muscular class, the people that go to work each and every single day. I'm raising a family in this community, just like everybody else. You know, the Zoom and Skype class kind of want to take advantage of that. So I'm representing the common person, the working class man, the everyday, everyday human being that's in District 30. Why don't you let everybody know if they want to check out more of what you have going on, uh, keep up with mm -hmm. you, what's the best way that they can follow you and what have you? Yeah, you can go to my website, which is votedrake.com. Um, also, I'm on Instagram at, at the Drake Wirtz. Uh, you can find me on Facebook as well. Twitter has already shut me down and suppressed me uh, after just two days of being a political candidate uh, just because I spoke out against mandatory vaccines and masks. So uh, obviously the totalitarianism of Twitter is, is still prevalent. Uh, but VoteDrake.com is the best place to kind of stay up to date on what's going on, especially on my campaign. Uh, and look, no matter... Uh, a lot of your listeners are not going to be in District 30 in Central Florida, uh, but you can still support me. You can still share my website. You can still share uh, share my social media. Uh, if you feel compelled, please chip in and donate to my campaign. Uh, there's a donate button at votedrake.com. You know, any donation amount helps, whether it's 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 50 bucks. Uh, this is a grassroots campaign. I'm certainly not an, an establishment type guy. You know, I'm not independently wealthy, so this is truly a movement of the people. So, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate you letting me share that website with people. Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Loves Wrestling. You can head over to Facebook and Twitter, type in Duke Loves Wrestling, let me know what you think of the show.